Bay is okay. Topic for today is what is it? What's the official title? Family planning and halacha. Family Risk planning. control and family planning. Okay. Let's begin by a Mishnah, Mesechti Yavamas. Mesechti Yavamas is a very, very important Mishnah. I'm sure many of you are familiar with the Mishnah. <coughs> it talks about a dispute between Beishameh and Beishilel at the midst of Pururuhu. Mishnah says, Lo yavatal odam ipiru v'rivah samach alaf m'beiz. Elam ken yesh lo bonim. Unless he has sons. Beishameh say two boys. Beishilel say famously a boy and a girl. The impression of the, uh, the language of the Mishnah is that a person can fulfill Pururuhu even beyond the boy and a girl. Listen to the Lashem. Le'yavatan, le'yavatan, you shouldn't be mevatan from it unless you have a boy and a girl. That means if you have a boy and a girl and stop right there, you mevatan, you're allowed to be mevatan. But if you have another child, a third child, this too is a fulfillment of pruravu. What we call in our language a mitzvah kiyumis. The chiyuv is to have a boy and a girl. Once that point comes, he is permitted to be mevatla from it, from the perspective of the Mishnah. But if he continues to have children, he's mekayimit. The Rambam and the Shulchan Aruch tell us about the mitzvah of Puruhu. The Rambam is in Ishus, Ishas, Perek Tetzvav Alocha Aleph, and the Shulchan Aruch is in Simen Aleph, Sivav. And I quote, Ha'isha she'hirshis es ba'alach ha'nisuin she'yimona ha'onosa ha'reza mutah. We know the man has to be with his wife at specific intervals as described in the Gemara Masechta Ksubis. But if a woman decides, it's true that my husband has an obligation to be with me. I forgive him. It doesn't have to be. So, his mother, she, he's not required. That's only when if he has not yet fulfilled Pruruvu, Chayav Livol Bechol Ona Bonim. He's required to be with his wife at all the required intervals until he has children. May she miss his essential Torah, as it says, Pruruvu. Again, the pressure from the Rambam that the Maisa Mitzvah of Pruruvu is the Bia, the Bia Bechol Ona. That's the Maisa Mitzvah. If in Metzius he gets a boy and a girl, then he's Potter. What will happen if they pass away, he's not Potter. He has to try again, he has to keep going. On the contrary, what happens if he was a non-Jew and had a boy and a girl, and then he converted? He's discharged his obligation. It's a remarkable idea. What does that mean? In a case where he had children when he was a non-Jew, he had no mice and mitzvah when he lived with his, his non-Jewish wife and produced a non-Jewish child. But at the same time, if he then converts, he's discharging the obligation because the, the quote kiyam he has because there's a boy and a girl that descend from him that are exist alive in this world. The, the opposite of that, he lived with his Jewish wife, had a boy and a girl, one of them died, even though he fulfilled the Maisa Mitzvah at the right time, he has to start all over again. Oh, 
This Shabbosai, I believe, is a correct analysis. In contrast to the very first Minchas Chinuch Mitzvah of Sukkot and Ches in the new edition, he says the Bia is only a Heksha Mitzvah. And the Mitzvah is that you have children. That's how he explains the fact that it says in the Gemara, based on the Ritzvah, says of the Ferish and Yavamas Chabes and Mitbeis, that if a person has a Mamzer, he's fulfilled Puruvu. Frank Minchas Chinuch is a Mitzvah above Avera. Answers the Minchas Chinuch, no. The Avera is only in the Heksha Mitzvah, in the Bia. It's comparable to someone who carries matzah in the street on Pesach, on Shabbos. So the Rishalmi says, he's Yotze, it's only a Heksha Mitzvah. That's his Pshat. I believe it's not correct. It's not correct. In my opinion, he has a boy and a girl at Mamzerim. He has no law, he's no law obligated to have more children. He has a boy and a girl. Ah, it's a mitzvah of Avera. You're right. He will not get mitzvah points. The same way as if he had a boy and a girl and he was not Jewish, presumably he doesn't get mitzvah points. The two different things. There's mitzvah points for the Maisa mitzvah. And then there's what we call a, a, a tour from, from trying to have more children as soon as you have a boy and a girl. And we go beyond that. The Minchas Chinuch writes that the mitzvah, when you have children, you make time in every single minute. It's not like matzah, which you eat when you're potter. And that's the Minchas Evans Kashi. You have children when you're a girl. You're going to fulfill the mitzvah. You have to have children again. That's what he says. No, the mitzvah is having the children. But he has the kashi. It's against an offer. The Tosfos and Baba Basti, you'd give them an aleph. Tosfos over there says the question of Esed of Halosa say that you only fulfill the mitzvah at the Gemar Bia. And you open the Avera, Chatz Yishiv, Chatz Meschor, in the case may be, at the Tchilas Bia. Frechter Minchas Chinuch, what? You only fulfill the mitzvah when you have children nine months later, according to his assumption. But I think his assumption is wrong, and Tosus is right. The mitzvah is fulfilled by the Gemar Bia when the Zera comes out. That's when the child can be you know, conceived. That is exactly the mitzvah that the, that the husband fulfills. That's it. That's what fills. That's what he. That's what he fulfills the mitzvah. Esed dochalosa say gemar That's the ma'aseh mitzvah. And when the Rambam says, it's important to understand. In lo kiem, the word kiem doesn't mean that the mitzvah is the having of the children. The kiem means that from that point on, you're no longer chayav livel b'chol because you already have a boy and a girl. And then we go further than that. What happens, now this is uh, science fiction until recently, what's called this Abra Ba'ambati. You know, that's the famous case. The man goes swimming and Zara comes out and the woman goes swimming and she becomes pregnant. I don't think it's ever happened in history. There are all kinds of Maimore Chazal. Some say that Ben Sira was your Mio's child, Nolam Ambati. This is all we'll call science fiction for us. We have it today. Yes, we do. It's called RUI, IVF, all, the, all this kind of stuff. That's the Yekumnus Tama Bambatim. Says the Beishmul and Simon Aleph Sukkot Yun. The husband, husband has fulfilled Pruru. And it's his child, Lechol Dover. What do you see? What do you see? He says, the Bia is not the mitzvah, the children. The children. It seems to me 
that if a man went swimming and Zera came out and a woman became pregnant in the science fiction, that he will no longer, and, and, and twins will come out, a boy and a girl, Mazel. Twins, a boy and a girl born from the Zera in a swimming pool. He will no longer be obligated to have children. Again, if you can ascertain that the children are his, DNA. But does he get mitzvah points for that? I don't, maybe a very points for having Zera come out in the swimming pool. No mitzvah points. He wasn't intending to, to impregnate a woman. So he's like, another case, in my opinion, where the, the mitzvah points he lacks, maybe he doesn't have a points, but he no longer is kiyem, no longer has an obligation on more a boy and a girl. That's what I think. On the contrary, if a man uh, is the motzi zera in order to be put into his wife's womb with, through a syringe, they call it uh, RUI, intrauterine insemination, there, in my opinion, he gets mitzvah points also. Even though Hotzar Zerah is usually in Avera, in this case, it's a mitzvah. He's doing it in order to have children. Adka. Now, there's one exception to the rule. We have a biological child, and it's still not a fulfillment of Puru, in the sense he's still obligated to have more children. What's the case? The case is a an evet. An evet. An evet elo chayis, Sigmar says. Elo chayis. Goyas chayis, if John gives birth to John Jr., so John Jr. is related to John. You know, John Jr., John the second, John the third, you know, it goes by the Goyim. They were all related. The Gemara says, Beferish, Mesech the Kiddushin. Based on the Esav and his family. Fine. But the Evan is an exception. Shulach and Paul Machamor, Damadamalachamor, no connection between Evan and his child. So, Tosva says that when John has John Jr., what does Tosva explain? When he's a guy, and Tosa seems to work with an assumption that even though the children, John Jr. and Jane Jr. don't convert, John Sr. converts and has, is no longer obligated anyway. The Rambam says no, only if John Jr. and Jane Jr. converted. Fine. Says him in Chaschinuch the following Shailah, a guy has children? Never. It's so common. You want to cry. I had the shadow just now last week. A guy has a child from a Jewish woman. Unfortunately, intermarriage is rampant. A guy has a child from a Jewish woman. We call it a tragedy, but it exists in today's world all too often. Says the Minchas Chinuch, he now converts. He's required to have a boy to go beyond him. Because the Gemara says in the Sechta Yavamas Tzadiches that a Goyish man who has a child from a Jewish woman, there's no connection. They're not, they're not connected at all. Nothing, zero. Zero, up zilch. We don't recognize such a, 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 a connection. John impregnates, I don't know, what should we call her? Jane. And they both goyim, and John Jr. Jane Jr. relate to them. But if John impregnates Chasrashal and Sarah, and they have a child that's a connection, that child is connected to Sarah, that's, that's what we call him, Moriah Barachal. If that child gets married, you put the mother's name in the Ksuba. 
but no connection whatsoever to the father. So therefore, if he converts, he has to have a boy and a girl all over again. And what will happen if a guy has a child from a shifcha? Again, no. There's no connection to the, to the father. And what happened the other way around? Nebuch, nebuch. It happens too often. A Jewish man marries a non-Jewish woman, quote-unquote marries, lives with her, and produces a child. Child has nothing to do with the father. And even if the child is converted, the father has not fulfilled Puravu since he lived with a non-Jewish woman. So what will happen now in the following Shiloh? Very, very common nowadays. Unfortunately, some women cannot have children. They have no eggs. So till now, they were stuck. Last number of years, something called IVF from a donor egg. So a donor egg, the man, Zara, the donor egg, and she carries the baby. Mazel tov, the baby is born. What is that child's status? In my humble opinion, I'm sorry, that's my phone. One second, please. I apologize. Thank you for calling back. I am now Zooming for the Yeshiva University speaker program, so I have to call you back. Hello? I thank you for calling me. I'm Zooming a shir for the contemporary halacha, so I'll have to call you back a little bit later. But thank you for calling me. I appreciate it. Bye-bye. Man works for Yeshiva. Works for Yeshiva, so... Okay, sorry. Now... That's a quick question. Yes, what's your question? Um, let's say, um, according to the Mincha Shinoch, the mitzvah is of when you have the child. So let's say yeah. a man impregnates a Jewish woman, and before the baby is born, he converts. Like, I don't know. Um, let's say, the, like, three months before the baby is born, he converts. Complete kosher conversion. Has, does he still have the chiyuv or kururavu? What the Mincha Shinoch is showing up? the room? Good. Let's go on. So IVF from a donor egg. Very common. They get a non-Jewish donor. My, we don't know for sure who the mother is. My personal leaning is that the child is not Jewish. Because it follows the, the genetic mother. Can't prove it for sure. That's what I think. Uh, there are riots, you know, not full rise, but there are rise in that direction. Now, assuming that for the moment, the question will be, this man was married to this woman, a wonderful couple, they're lovey-dovey, never, she has no eggs. So they get a goyish donor egg, and they have a child, and this man, had, he produced a zera to have the child. According to what we said until now, he has not fulfilled the mitzvah of Pru in the sense that he now has to have another boy and a girl, if he, let's say, would remarry or something like that. So at first glance, he didn't have Eira. If it was a Jewish donor egg, or his, or his wife, there are many couples can't conceive naturally. They, the husband's Zara and the wife's egg, and they have a baby. That's a mitzvah. What happens if they get a donor egg that's not Jewish? At first glance, it's, a, it's an Aveira on his part. He has not fulfilled Puravu at first glance. Let's take a second glance, Rabosai. A toast in Yavamis, Samarbeza Manalf. 
even if he could marry him, Shloma, he wouldn't force the master to emancipate him. Whoa! There's another chiyuv. And Shevis means Hashem created the world to be populated. You populate the world, you fulfill the basic myths of Shevis. Where does it come from? Mishnah Gittin and Malaf and Malaf. Yibotel. Hello, no livra holma le puriv rivish and emma, lo tohu biroa le sheves yitzara. The Mishnah Gittin and Malaf quotes that pasuk in Yeshaya. Says Tosus there in Gittin. Same as that's a dacus. Alamilas. And then they discover she has no eggs. He's an honest. What is he, a divorce her? He's an honest. So therefore, by by producing Zara to be put into uh, the, the uh, donor egg and, and, he, and his wife's going to carry a child, he's fulfilling Shevis. And by fulfilling Shevis, it's not an Easter of Otsos, Zerah, Le Vatala. And therefore, it's a mitzvah rabba. Tosa over there explains in Gittin Memalaf, Amit Beis, based on Megillah Davchav Zayim, you sell a Sefer Torah because a mitzvah rabba, not Puravu. Sheves. Sheves is a tremendously important mitzvah. Keep that in mind, Rabbi Sheves. A biological child, one, even though it's not a halachic child, you fulfill the mitzvah of those soul baroah. The Shevis Yitzhak. Says the Mishnah's Yavamis, Samagdal Ramanav. No, so Ishim is showing my Sashanim, Floyolda, Ena Vashar Libotel. What do you do? You have to uh, take another wife. Says the Shiltis. You can force him to do it. You know why? Lotau Baro, the Shevis Yitzhak. Says in the Tziv, why did he use that? That should have said Purubu. Because in the Tziv, the Lashon of the Mishnah, Lo Yolda, didn't say Lo Yolda Ben Ubas. Lo Yolda means any child you fulfill Sheva, says the Gemara, says the Nafsan of Bezim and Aleph, you no longer force him to take another wife or divorce the first one. And he explains it based on his words. This is the Shilta Yudches. Look what I wrote in Kuf Samachay. That everybody agrees that the fundamental mitzvah of Puravu is to have one child. Rabbi Nosson says so in the Sam of Bezim and Alf, Bezim Sheves. Even though we pass like Bez Hillel, Bez Hillel, that's what's called the mitzvah bi'alma. But bi'dieved, 
Everyone agrees. One, any one child is enough. And to divorce your wife is certainly with the Evan. So the Nitziv, this explains exactly why once you have one child, you, we don't force you to divorce your wife and have, try to have more children. So you fulfill the basic mitzvah, which is one child, Kondabinos and Shemes and Pruva are identical. You pass like this Hillel, supposed to have two, a boy and a girl, but still the core mitzvah is having one child. The two is an enhancement, and we're not going to force people to divorce over an enhancement. And we shall see soon how this has, comes up again. Now there's a famous Gemara in Yavamas, Samach Beis Amit Beis. Masnisin Delav Kerab Yeshua. Our Mishnah says a boy and a girl against Rabbi Yeshua. Because the Mishnah said, remember how we saw the Mishnah? Lo yibat al Adam, you shouldn't be cease and desist from attempting to have a child until you have a boy and a girl. Rabbi Yeshua say, famous Pasuk in Kohelis, Nasa Adam Isha Bialduso, Isa Isha Biziknuso, Halabana Bialduso, Yelob Biziknuso, Shanema, Babok is Raisa Recha, Pasuk in Kohelis. This is the famous mitzvah of called La'erev. We, we have one word, Pruvu is a big one, it has two words. Everything else we have one word shortcut. And that long, long pasuk we call La'erev. La'erev al-Tanach Yedecha. Keep going. Sadi. So that's the Gemara's question. Says the Ramban, quote, Lav takantehi, it's not an absolute requirement, this, this, the Erev, elakein yishuv derech eretz, it's a mitzvah lechatchila, you wouldn't force somebody to fulfill the Erev. In the Beishmuk, passes this way in Simen Aleph, Sivkot and Yudalek. Says the Beishmuk, Sivkot and Aleph, and Aleph, Aleph, Akash and the Rambam. The Rambam says, that a person is chayav liba b'chol ona until he has a boy and a girl. Clearly implying that after a boy and a girl, there's no longer a chayav to have every single owner to produce more children. Frek the Beishmuel, what happened to Erev? Apparently he holds. But according to the Rambam, Erev is a chayav with Rabbana, not merely yishiv derech eres t'chatchila, as the Rambam would have it. What is the Lashon of the Rambam as a matter of fact in Le'erev? And I quote to you from Perak Aleph, excuse me, Ishes Perak Tezvav, Halacha Tezayin. We began this year by calling the Rambam Perak Tezvav Halacha Aleph, which is quoted in Shechonarach Simon Aleph Tezvav. Now we go to Tezvav Tezayin. Quote, Afal pi shekiyem adam mitzvah piribirivya harayu mitzuva midivrei sofim. Not Yishev Derech Eretz as the Rambam would have it. Mitzuva midivrei sofer, shlo yivatel nidifros v'lirbos kol zman sheish b'koach, shekol amos if nefesh achas b'Yisrael kilu bana olam. Have you ever heard the uh, the organization Bone Olam? Have you heard it? Bone Olam comes to this Rambam. Every child that's born kilu bana olam. So the question becomes the beishmuos kasher. So why is it mutal yivatel mi'ona? After a boy and a girl, you revolt in the midst of the Rabbanim of Laerev. Says the Pisket Shuvah, in Sivkat Nalf in the Brigayos, quote, the Nichalel Chalek, 
Makes perfect sense. Don't season the cyst completely. But if the man decides to be with his wife, not every owner, but every three owners, ten owners, he hasn't been manach yadecha, maniach yadecha. He's still trying, just in a more reduced manner. That's a simple terrorist pischet shiva quotes here in Tzivkot Nalf. However, I want to make another suggestion that perhaps the Rambam also does not hold it's a chi of gomer. Ah, he says, mitzvah medivrei sofrim. But look what he quotes. He never quotes the pasuk of the Arab al-Tanach Yadecha. What does he say? The Ramach on the side, on the Franklin Ramach, asks his kasha. He asks, he quotes the wrong source. He quotes an, an, an unnamed source. We don't know where it comes from initially. It's enough on the pasuk. The Arab al-Tanach Yadecha. So you look on the side of the Frankel, the Rambam got it from a Gemara in Masech the Yevamis Samach Gilim Advanced. Quote: "Kol mishen osik lepir of Rivia kiilu shofet damin." You know why? In Parshas Noach, it says, "Tempru." It says, "Shofet dam adam poldam yishofet." Da da da. But tempru is a juxtaposition of pruvu with shvichas damin. I understand it to mean as follows. It's a Mishnah Sanhedrin, Lamed Zion and Aleph. Matzal Nevesh Achas in Yisrael, Kilukiyem Olam Mole. That's if you save an existing soul. If you create a new soul, you are Bone Olam Mole. It makes perfect sense. This being the case, it seems to me that the Kiyom Mitzvah Daraisa Puravu, as we began this year, which is a mitzvah gedola ma'od, mitzvah rabbah, but it's no chiv. If that's the case, Rabbosai, if I'm right, if I'm right, a big nafkamina, according to the pischet shuva, pischet shuva's brikah yosef, you have to try sometimes to have a child after you've had a boy and a girl. Not every time, not every appointed time for, for owner, but sometimes. But if I'm right now, my pshat, you don't have to try at all. You already had your boy and a girl. It's true, it's a beautiful mitzvah, kiyumis, to have more children. Wow, fantastic, great, it's encouraged. But there's no obligation whatsoever. Although the Raman uses the expression again, one more time. He says, mitzvah midivrei sofim shlo yivatel. It's not a real, real mitzvah. This is based on the idea of kiyum alamale. That's a, what we call that an elective, a, a, a mitzvah kiyumis. But it's not an obligation. But the word mitzuva in this context means in order to create a new world, you're mitzuva. Are, are, are we required to create new worlds? Not an absolute obligation. Kenirali. So far, Abosai, so good. Now we have an interesting Ramah. In Simon Aleph, Sif Ches. In Bonim Harbe. He has many children. Nebuch, he's no longer married. Either death or divorce. His new wife, the stepmother, will have a bigger problem making peace with her stepchildren. She has a child of her own. Oh, stepmom, you are prejudiced. You're only taking care of your kid, not taking care of us. It's called fights. On both sides, you know, the, you've read enough things about uh, 
don't know, Cinderella, Alam in where the stepmother always gets in the way and it fights. So you have to avoid fights, says the Ramah. So you can take a second wife who's postmenopausal, who's not going to have any more children, to avoid fights. It's based on the Chumas Adeshin, Simon Reish Samagim, from Yomar Yavamis Mandal and Amadalaf. Even though Chalitza, but Malcolm Yibum, Lav Mitzvah, certainly for those in Edota Mizrach, even today in theory, but uh, even for Ashkenazim, in ta- years gone by, the Pasha we passed in the Mitzvah, Yibum called the Mitzvah Chalitza. Today we don't do it, you don't have the proper Kavana, etc., etc., we don't do Yibum anymore. But in the olden days, it says, we set aside Yibum. Even the Chalitza, the Malcolm Yibum is not considered a Mitzvah. Because of Ketata. What does that mean? is not a Chiyav Gomer. It's a Mitzvah Lechatchila. And you set it aside to avoid Ketata. So too, Yibam is a Mitzvah Lechatchila as compared to Chalitza. We set it aside. We tell him, don't do Yibam, better do Chalitza. Oh. Says the Ramah, referring to a case where a man is no longer married. He had many children. He either lost his wife or got divorced. Who's going to remarry? A postmenopausal who's not going to have more children, or someone younger who can have more children? If there'll be a no fight, you should marry the younger woman. There'll be a fight, you should marry the older woman. No, I have to follow with Shiloh. <laughs> I'm reminded of a story. Please tell one story. I'll tell a few stories. This is the first story. The story is told about Rav Hillel Zaks, Zechat Sadak of Rocha who was a Rosh Hashiva in Hebron and in Brachfeld, and he's a grandson of the Chafetz Chaim. Great-grandson. Uh, no, a grandson of the Chafetz Chaim. And when he was a, a younger man in Lakewood, many years ago, he didn't show up to Shul in Shachris. So the Mashkiach came to him, I think it was Rav Vachtfogel, was the Mashkiach then, he was a Talmud of our Yeshiva way, way back, and said to him, how can it be the ending of the Chavetz Chaim not coming to Shachas in Mincha, to Shachas in the Yeshiva in Lakewood? So he tells the Mashkiach, he's a, he's a big, he was a big Pikeach and a, a Chavrimad of, of Zaks, not, not one of those straight shooters. He said, you know, I know a woman in the neighborhood and she has a bunch of little kids. It's very difficult for the manager in the morning. I think it's, it's a mitzvah to help her out so I am unable to come on time to Minyan. So the Mashkiach says, oh, oh, some woman needs help. Where is it? Who is it? Maybe I can come help too. He smiles and says to the Mashkiach, it's my wife. Oh, what a line. His wife, a little kid, she couldn't manage. She had to help around. So I'm, I'm using that as a story to, 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 for this Ramah. The Ramah is referring to a case where a man is not married. And if he, if he marries an older woman, there'll be no fights. And a younger woman, there will be fights. So you opt for the older woman. What will happen if the younger woman is his own wife? And if he has more children, he fights. So according to the Ramah, he's Potter. Why only another woman? His own wife is also a woman, like Rav Hillis Axis Robinson. Also a wife, also a woman. That's what I think. The man is married. He shouldn't make fights to have extra children. A greater to fulfill the era of Atanah there's a bigger Chiddush in the Pitzchei Tshuva. Simon Hay, Sifkot Nyeralf. Kon Chasam Sofer. A woman had a child. 
The couple had a child. And now, and now she's has very, very terrible pregnancy. The first the doctors told her you get pregnant again to be a churb and you'd be laid up in bed for nine months and you have problems for ten years. A very unusual situation. Says the Chasam Sofer, she is allowed to drink what's called kosher ikrim, some kind of a permanent potion, which you don't have nowadays, which renders her impossible to have children. To have children. If she had uh, Shevet, she doesn't even need a mount of Tzar. If she's married, she's not required to be Tzar herself because of a Shibud to her husband. If it's Tzar Godol, if he were Os, Ein Hamorah. What's the case? The husband doesn't want to divorce her, doesn't want to give her permission to take this potion. She's allowed to do it anyway if the rabbi allows. What do you see? He can continue to stay with her. I Doesn't matter. I can't help it. Either there's going to be a fight with his wife or there's going to be a bad health for his wife. So then that's it. Now I'm going to read you a shuva finally from contemporary from a Moshe Feinstein Zatzal Eben O'ezer Chela Gimel Simen Chof Dalet Vim Koshe Ha'ibur Lefnei Ha'isha Gebitzad Choli She's going to get weak, sick. Every woman gets weaker in pregnancy. That's, that's no, that's no tour. No, she has exceedingly difficult pregnancies. Very difficult. She's weak. She just got married. She's weak. Wait a little time till she gets strong. They had a boy and a girl. She wants three years to strengthen herself. Her mercy gives her three years. She's weaker than the average woman. Three years. It's not just weakness, it's sickness. She's not going to get in danger of losing her life. Not really weakness. She's going to get really sick. She's going to come That's it. She hangs up the spikes. She had two kids, boy and a girl. And the doctor told her, if you have another kid, you're going to get sick. You, am I going to die, doctor? No. But you'll be weak and sick. She says to her husband, sorry, Charlie. From Moshe Paskin, no more kids. That's it. Too bad. The Bishul Mitzvah Sheves and Aisha Mishubedas the Baral is chalos mizay yosim derech stam noshim. Yeah, she'll say, I don't want any children. Every pregnant woman gets sick. That, that's 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 not, that's that's no p'tur. But more, sicker than most, that's a p'tur. It seems to me, I believe, my personal view against Rabbi Moshe on this matter, at the same tour which were measured dispenses for a woman who is going to get sick more than the average woman, so too, I believe, the exemption should apply to a woman whose personal circumstances are more difficult than the average woman. My example I always give is they have special needs child. That could be special needs, can be a whole range of individuals, a Down syndrome, an autistic child, a handicapped child. Yeah, I don't have to tell you what's 
We should ne- we should I give you a brother, you should never know from these things. But they exist. Kadashbrahu created these kinds of children as well. And a mother is necessary to give full time to take care of such children. In my opinion, she's Potter. But Moshe says no. It seems to me that even if there is one child, she doesn't have two, she has one, but that child has special needs. We can be make or not have more children. I will tell you a Kiddush that's found in the Sefer Nishmas Avram, Simon Hay, name of the Chazonish, and I quote verbatim. Achre Leda Mutolishtamish Bechol and Soy Hamenia. Chazanish said after a child is born, you can use any method of birth control, any permissible method of birth control. There's only, well, we'll discuss these methods if we have time a little bit later. Afilu kipa. A kipa is what they called in those days a cap or a pessary. Today we call it a diaphragm, which is something very similar. And even though the Chazanish was not 100% sure that a diaphragm is had to go there was a chashash of what saw Zerl of Atala, like Al Eitzim Valavonim. It's a chashash, I don't think it's true, we'll get to it later on. Kedei laharchik es haknasa lehirayon l'shisha chadashim atshon. Chazanish was bigger than all the doctors of his time. He said it's a good idea for every woman who has a child to wait six months to a year until she becomes pregnant again. How do you like that? They wouldn't believe it today in certain parts of the world. That's what he says. It's exactly what my, my neonatologist told me years and years ago. Wait for a year till you become pregnant again. No special health issues. We having children one after the other and becoming pregnant before your first child is a year old. Six months to a year is can even be, can even be dangerous either to the to the mother or to the child, the next child. The Nishmas Avram has a footnote there from Shlomo Zalman. Quote, quote, four words. Gam achrei leidari shona? Question mark. Did the Chazanish say this after the first baby? And there's no proof yet. Only one child. If we are right, based on the Nitziv, I told you we come back to it. The Nitziv says the basic mitzvah is fulfilled with one child. The second child is icing on the cake. Yeah, but it's not, you wouldn't force someone to divorce over it. So then, Chazanish is correct. Even the first child. Oh, it seems to me that in the time of the Gemara, they would nurse their children exclusively for 24 months. Yom Higomel when he was weaned, some person was, she was two, two years old. That was tradition based upon the Gemaras. As a matter of fact, in my opinion, Rabbi said this, they say he backed out, but I didn't back out. If a woman is a Menekes, she's given the leniency of Menekes for 24 months after the child is born, even if she's not nursing. And therefore, we had a, a fast day on Sunday, Shivasa Batamus, where it says that Ubers and Menikas don't have to fast. In my view, any woman who had a child in the last two years didn't have to fast, even if she was no longer nursing. Most women don't nurse for two years anymore nowadays. I think it's the same thing, in my opinion. Now, 
There are therefore those who say it's permissible to wait two years, not just one, as the Chazanish said, two years, even after the first child. But Moshe writes in Evan that some said so, and it's a lie. It's not true. I don't know. If you look at Shut B'nai Bonim, he quoted from his grandfather, from Rav Henkin. Uh, Rav Moshe didn't believe Rav Henkin said it, but I think perhaps he, maybe he did say it. After two years, two years have passed, now she's healthy, she's Meshubed as to her husband, to have another child, the Pesachet Shiva said. No Tzar Godol, if he rose any Amore. So how many children should you require to have? What am I, a baby machine? To tell the husband? Here's my opinion. My opinion is, I'll tell you a, a story. Again, it's a story which is extreme, but it, it makes this point. There was a, you know, in Lakewood, they have these, they have these uh, Balchuva places all over New Jersey, near Lakewood. They once went to a place and they were very successful in making a man a Balchuva. Only one problem, his wife didn't want to go along. I, 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 he, he was a totally secular, they were both totally secular. So now they come, this guy's a, a Balchuva, his wife is totally secular, he comes to the Rabbanim in Lakewood, now what do I do? They say, this, t- this question is too tough for us. We got to go to visit Rav Shach in Bnei Brak. They go to Rav Shach in Bnei Brak, this fellow with the interpreter from, from Lakewood about Shuvah moving, and they tell him the story. So Rav Shach says, come back tomorrow. Had to think about it. Even the G'dol Yadar fulfilled him as soon as it So we, we, we guys give snap answers, you know. The God of does and come back tomorrow. The next day, Rashach says unto the interpreter, when you got married, you were to- both totally secular? Yes. Is your wife the same wonderful woman you love her as much as you did when you got married to her? Yes. Is your wife willing to provide you with the basics of a proper home, which means Taras HaMeshpacha, she'll have to go to the mikveh, and keeping a kosher home, she does outside is irrelevant. Is she willing to do that? Yes. Says of Shach to this man, you must stay married to your wife. You have no right to divorce her. She's totally secular. You're totally religious. Doesn't matter. She, she, you changed. You changed. She didn't change. You have no right to, to just to dump her. I, obviously, if she's not going to mikvah and she keeps a tray for food, you can't stay with her. But if she's willing to do that, she goes out, she's Michal Shabbos, goes to the, to the mall every Saturday, and goes to McDonald's while she's there. That's her business. She's not, not in the house. Can you imagine the Pesach of Shach? I'm sure they wouldn't believe you tell it nowadays, like many things. But, but yes, Shach said it. I had a good authority. I think I heard it from, I think I heard it from Rabbi Osman Shlita, the Rashiv of Tells, my neighbor. I think he's the one who told me that story, I believe. That's the God of, that's the God of Israel. That's the story in the extreme. Okay. In a similar vein, it seems to me as follows. I hear stories of boys come out, you should go out on dates, or they, they talk to their wife, well, how many kids do you want to have? I think that's insane. Which schools do you want to send our kids to? Insane. They're just going out on the third date, and they have to, they're going to step ridiculous. That's not a question. You, kind of, you have to feel, you have to, come on, on both sides. Something that's better than not explicitly said. You have to figure things out a little bit more delicately, please, Rabosa, please. Anyway. 
They never made a, a, a verbal contract. They're going to have three kids and have four kids and eight kids. And that. There's a certain understanding. There's an understanding of where the couple is, quote, at when they get married. You know, if it's a Hasidic couple, double digits. Double digits. Everyone has 10 kids in the Hasidic families. Yeshivish, I would say at least seven, eight, if health permits. Why you? Three or four. These are just estimates. So let's assume that there's some, how should we say it? Joe, why you? Marries Hannah Stern, the Stern girl, and they don't say anything. And he's not not from the super yeshivish guys in smicha like you guys. He went to a college boy, and she's a Stern girl. And then, you know they'll be shabbos Shabbos for sure. She'll even cover her hair. Baruch Hashem, nowadays that's become much more accepted. Thank God, it's much more than when I was your age. Baruch Hashem. All of a sudden, he makes a right turn. And find himself in a, either in Lakewood or maybe in Kiryas Yoel, I don't know where, somewhere, in, in, in a, makes a right turn. And he tells us his, his wonderful colleague after they have the fourth child, okay, 10 more. Well, maybe Yankel, Yankel has 10 more in this, in this corner, and then Shmerel has 10 in this corner. I want 10 more. They come to me, I tell them, Jump in the lake or the mikvah. We want to jump into. Jump in the lake. You got married. She was working with her son. She was four kids. You want now fourteen kids? You can't just impose this upon her. Forget it. It's impossible. He asked me. The uh, the opposite is also true. Have, uh, we'll call her. We'll call her. What should we call her? A sprinter in 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 Williamsburg. Sprinter. Marries, uh, I don't know, marries uh, Yoel, of course. What kind of question is that? Sprinzer marries Yoel in Satna, and they expect, you know, yeah, expect to have, I don't know, uh, 14 kids. After a while, Sprinzer makes a left turn and she gets a graduate degree from Yeshiva University, and she now decides four kids, that's the maximum. Look, Hannah from Stern has four kids, and Sarah from Stern has four kids. I only want four kids. I think she's wrong. When she married her husband, Yoel, the Paul have 14 kids, and her health is good. Ah, you want to get a master's, a doctorate? You, you made a change. It's not right to make a change in the middle. Either direction. That's bigger though. That's bigger though. Okay. But now I come, I know I look at the clock, to my most important point of the entire year. The most important point. The Rambam writes, Tezvav Aloha Zayin. You may not marry a woman who cannot have children, or an older woman who's postmenopausal, certainly not an islandess, or a katana, under the age of 12, until you fulfill the Purahu. Said the Magad Mishnah. Islandess is found in Chazal. Where does the katana come from? Says the Magad Mishnah. When she gets older, she'll be able to have children. He's obligated to have a child right now. 
She's now under the age of 12. She can't have any children. That's true to this day. It seems to me that based on this Rambam and Magad Mishnah, when a couple gets married and everybody is healthy, they're not permitted to, 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 to use birth control. You know what? If a woman's on the birth control pill, she could be 20 years old, I call her a ktana. She's a lab basbonim. I should be a basbonim later on, she goes off the pill. It's like a 10-year-old who will become a basbonim when she turns 13. No good. When you marry a woman, you're supposed to marry a woman who can, have, who can you know, who should be able to have children immediately. So by going on the pill, they've taken a 20-year-old girl and they make her into a ktana. Who's a lab basbonim. Can you really? And he's obligated to do it now. We saw in Shulchan Aruch, Simon Alas with Aleph, Livo Bucholona, he lived first with Livos. Now it is true. I have a question, Tuvia? Many folks can have Kalas go on the pill so they will be clean at the time of the Chobi. Ah, very good. So let me tell you something about that. Unfortunately, that system doesn't always work. I've dealt with many, many callers over the years crying to me that because of their birth control pills, they have a chupas needle. Because of the pills. One of them is screaming, oh, Rabbi, if I would have done nothing, it would have been fine. But they say pills, and the pills break through. It's a disaster. Anyone who wants to get married today should try to, to time the wedding date so she should not be a needle. But if it doesn't work out, you go on something called Agestin, A-Y-G-E-S-T-I-N, three pills a day. It never fails. My good doctor, Dr. Grejo, lives in my neighborhood, submitted a paper to some prestigious medical journal in which he documents 500 cases. He did 500 such cases, many of my recommendation, and it never failed. Agestin. And the best thing about digestion is you don't have to take it. If things are going smoothly, as you predicted, and to be a chupas tahoro without any medicine, that's the best, the best result. As opposed to birth control, they put them on right away when they get engaged and it doesn't go right and it gets, breaks through, it's a disaster. I'm telling you from personal experience. And therefore, another process of digestion is maybe she will not become pregnant on her wedding night. That's possible. But according to Chazal, no one becomes pregnant if she's a pursuit on the wedding night. Uh, before Shirashi and Chumash in more than one place. And therefore, that doesn't bother me. She goes off the adjusting, and she's going to become pregnant the next a month later. As opposed to, by the way, a birth control pill, when you go off it, you're all haywire. They have such problems in the first month of their marriage. It's a disaster. So for all those reasons, I'm a, I'm a adjusting fan and not a birth control pill fan if it's necessary to arrange a chupas tahora. hope that answers your question. Anyway, it is true that the Rambam says in Halacha Beis, one may postpone marriage It's true. Often the Rambam is like one Kiddushin. And there are those who have equated other needs, his or hers, to Asik Batoru. And they quote him a Ferish of Brisa in Sot and Memdala. We'll read it soon in Parashat Shoftim. Asherbana Isha, Asherbana, Asher Nata, Asher Eres, Lim the Torah Derecheretz, Shivna Adam Bayes, Vita Kerem, 
End quote. This is the old Yekashaminig. And they wouldn't let him get married until they were 30. Why? You first have to build yourself a house. And then you have to have a parnosa. And then you can get married. They're, they're, how can they be wrong? So before she can insult the Memdala. If you look in the Marashaw, though, right there, he says, quote, Me Someone who has the ability to do that. What, everyone should stay single till 30 when they have a parnasa? They built they, they bought an apartment? What? Abosai, in Parsha Shof, there's a thing called the Torah Tamima. It's a famous safer in the Chumash, Torah Tamima, Baruch Epstein. He writes as follows. Mavur Midvarov of this Marsha. The Rakmishi Yeshla Lahoti Alakol Yino Kaseda Razet. Avamishi Eno Rak Al Akas Me'ela. You can only afford one of the three. You choose whatever you need the most. Otherwise, listen to this. I never can afford a house or a vineyard, so I shouldn't get married at all? That's impossible. You rent an apartment. You get him, you get him a bed and a couple of chair and tables, table and chairs. That's it. You don't buy him a house. We don't buy him a vineyard. For low parnasa, they don't buy him a business. I, how are they going to support themselves? No, no. Rabbanshu will take care. The Eze Mikodesh, right in Simon Ayin Vav, Sivav. Otu Ani Sheyein Lo Bamalifarnis Yiladim Yipotim Mitzvah Say the Pruvu. Who? What? It seems to me that even if you'll say that's permissible to delay marriage, not only to study Torah. But in order to develop a way to make a parnosa, I can understand that. That's if you're not married. Because if you're not married, you cannot be held accountable. Why aren't you having beer every owner? There's no wife, there's no beer. But once you marry, you're in order to have children. He didn't say that you can postpone having children once you're married. What's the difference? What's the difference? What's the difference? The Torah says if you're not married, you're not married. What can you do? You got, you're over wife, so you can't have children. But once you are married and you decide to either forego the owner or use birth control, you're not permitted to do this. Therefore, I'm a strong opponent of couples that these days go on birth control as a, almost as a matter of course when they get married. Why? Either he's in his graduate school, she's in medical school, or they're not ready emotionally to have children yet. I've heard, I've heard, I've heard it all. I don't believe this is, is any excuse, unless it's a real health problem. A real health problem, that's one thing. But, but the anxiety and parnosa, those, those, those are not problems. Those are facts of life forever. person always has parnosa problems. He's always anxious. So is she. 
So what? Overcome your anxiety. You're old enough to get married. You're old enough to have children. I have no money. Money will come. Don't worry about it. I may have no money. Tell you another story. Story took place right over here on the steps of the base medish of Camp Barasha. I'm a few feet from where I am right now. Goes back uh, 15 years ago, approximately, maybe, maybe even more by now. Uh, I, know when it, I know exactly when it took place. Summer of 2004. Quite sure. 2004. That's 17 years ago. Oh, okay. I'm on the steps of the base medish, and I get a phone call on my. Then I had a uh, cordless phone. Now I have a, uh, I was saying I have a cell phone, but those days I didn't have one. I had a cordless phone, which we extended from my bunk here to the base medrash. Hello, is this Rabbi Willig? Yes. Is it true you told my uh, future son-in-law and therefore my daughter that they should not be practicing birth control upon their marriage? I said, yes, I said that. He yells into the phone. Are you willing to accept financial responsibility for the child if a child is born? You know what's going on? You know what's going on? So I told him very nicely, um, that is something which is more appropriate for a grandfather. <laughs> so as I told the couple, and I was right, as much as he was against his daughter having a child right away, once the child was born, and the, and the grandfather held the baby, uh, all of a sudden, it all's good. All is good. I've given this advice to many people. It's, it's always good. It's always good. Anyway. Okay. However, what will happen if there was a possibility of a child being born with a serious disease, whether it be genetic or otherwise. It seems to me that a woman is not, has no shibud to have a child who is going to be ill. Rabbi? Yeah. Yes. Once, w- once, once you're already married and you have a child, then birth control is not bad. It's also just you don't you don't want to take birth control because it's like marrying a bass, like marrying a katana. Very liberal. I'm very liberal to permit birth control once a child is born. Really? My general oh. attitude is that no matter if the couple has an argument about it, which often happens, he wins no matter what. Which means if 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 he wants a child, there's no going to the car. I could take it. Uh, Yoav, mute yourself. Oh, so I can take the car? You're going to take dad's car? Yoav, Yoav, mute yourself. Doesn't hear me. Oh, he heard me. So, so again, one more time. If he wants a child and she says, no, I'm too tired, she wins. If she wants a child, he says, no, I'm too poor, again, she wins. She always wins. I always tell the couple when I meet them before the marriage, at a prenuptial conference, don't bother coming. She's going to win. Okay. That's after one child is born. Before a child is born, in my humble opinion, it's sheer arrogance to practice birth control. Aside from being a halakhli pro- prohibited. Who says you can have children? You know, there's a significant percentage, a mere tamati, more than 10% of couples that just don't have children right away, naturally. They'd have to use this and that trick. Maybe you're in that. How do you know? 
How do you know? You'll say, I'll find out a year from now. Are you aware of the fact that the single most important parameter in terms of predicting fertility is maternal age? The younger, the better. I can tell you cases of people who practiced birth control a couple of years, then they couldn't have any children, and it was a disaster, and it's all because the woman was older. I'm a very big liberal after a child is born, even one, to answer Shlomo Zaman's question, based upon the Nitziv, even one. But if there's no children, I'm a very strong opponent. I'll tell you a story as, as we get closer to the end of the year. Now, I saw Rav Shlomo Zaman, Min Shlomo Chela Gimel, Simon Kuv Gimel, Oshalf. If the husband is afraid that the tsar that he will have, he and the child that's going to be born afterwards, sick child, is worth more to him than chomesh min chosov, a fifth of his of his assets, he's potter. Your potter, Mr. Hasei, if it costs you more than a fifth of your assets. What, Rabbi Shlomo Zalman? In my humble opinion, the tour of a fifth of your nechosov does not apply to Purim. Anyone who has children knows, I think I'll be all you can smile when I finish saying this, anyone who has children knows that if you have children, if you're left with one-fifth of your money after you spend on your children, you're lucky. You've got to spend four-fifths of your money on your children, not one-fifth. I do not understand Rabbi Shalom Mazalman's one-fifth. I don't understand it. I don't understand it. I think not only you popular from Puravu, in my humble opinion, it's also to bring such a child into the world. It's also. Because they're going to be sick, bringing a, a Tay-Sachs child into the world. It's also. It's also. They're going to be sick, they're going to die young. It's also. Force your partner. If it's also, it's partner. Now, the possibilities in those cases of IVF, PGD, pre-implantation genetic diagnosis. And I know people now who are getting married knowing full well that there's a problem genetically between them and they intend to have children through IVF and PGD. I discourage such activities because IVF and PGD is not like a Band-Aid and aspirin. It's, it's not only expensive, it's also, it's also traumatic emotionally not to have children in a natural way. But, you know, love conquers all. I can't, I try to stop these things. I don't always succeed. Before they had IVF and PGD, at the following case, a real story, a guy was engaged and they, then they did, then they did genetic testing. That's where the satmas are ahead of us. They have Darius Sharm. You can't get out of, of what they call high school if you're a girl without Darius Sharm. You can't turn 18 in satma without Darius Sharm. And all the marriages are prearranged. So they have the first thing they do is Darius Sharm that the Mechotanim, So the Talmud was a Talmud of mine here from, from, uh oh, my internet connection is unstable. I hope, I hope, I hope you still hear me. If not, you're going to miss the best part of the Shia, but okay. Um, the, the, the boy went to his Rebbe. I knew the boy from Marasha. The Rebbe said, you break it up. But, uh, you don't listen to me, go ask, he, to, he comes to ask me. So I told him, break it up. 
So the father called me to yell at me. I knew the father. Very fine man. Yelling and screaming at me. I destroyed his son's life. Da 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 da. The same guy. I kid you not. When I was a second girl, for a long time, but he had a little chacham to balance to make her get tested before they got engaged. Guess what? She was also a carrier for Tesach. Poor guy. A second lengthy courtship was stopped. Finally, Baruch Hashem, he found someone else. She's negative. They got married. And I went to the bris. I remember going to the bris. And the father gave me a shakayach and apologized for yelling at me a few years before. He realized that I gave him the right advice. We're going to have kids with them. Anyway. That was before IVF PGD. Today I still advise it, but they, they insist on doing that. I can't stop them from doing that. Can't stop them. I have to tell you that two of my esteemed colleagues, one of them serving as a Rebbe in our yeshiva, advise couples to practice birth control when they are just married. Why? Oh, too many quickie divorces. And a quickie divorce with his children, that the fight over the child is much longer than the marriage itself. It seems to me, it's still a mere chenimotzi. I spoke to the experts. Quickie divorces are still enimotzi, single digits. We have no right to mortgage the future of Kali Yisrael because of a small percentage of individuals who have quickie divorces. I can't do it. As I told you, there are those who practice birth control and then they have problems with fertility later on the road. I, I, I can't do it. I can't allow it, in my opinion. I just can't do it. Before going into the methods, which we'll go into after a few minutes, I want to tell you the following story which I was asked to tell you. The story is also a Kem Arashah story. A fellow I knew from Kem Arashah calls me up and says, Rabbi, I want to come speak to you. I knew he wasn't in the Kolo, I knew him from the basketball courts. Shalom Kadmani, as I used to inhabit those places with, with, with Rabbi Uri Olian's father, Shlita, was one of the Gedali Olam in basketball. And the YU team in the 50s, woohoo. So we used to inhabit the courts together. And this fellow I knew from the courts, he wants to come be with his collar. I said, fine. Comes to, I remember like yesterday, comes to my, my little study on the Shabbos, and he's, they want to talk about birth control. I said, birth control? You came to the wrong man. You should leave right now. Leave now. I'm giving you advice. Leave right now. Nope. I tried every trick. The, nope. You want to know what you have to say. Okay. I tried to kick him out three times. Why, what's wrong? Why need birth control? So he says, listen, I'm a medical resident. I'm not going to be home that much at night in the first year of our marriage. And my wife is emotionally unprepared to try to have a pregnancy if her husband's not going to be home for many nights during the first year of the marriage. Okay, I listened carefully. I said, I hear you. But in my opinion, if you're healthy and she's healthy, this is not enough of a reason to postpone having children. I see the lady is tearing up. I did not make the mistake of Adam Arishan. Chazal tells us that Adam Arishan, Chava said, half in the eight sadas. He said, no. Shem said, no. What'd she do? She started to cry. No, he gave in. So I was a mistake of Adam Arishan. I'm not making that mistake again. I said, no. Wished him well. Fine. Fast forward 10 years. 10 years. I met them at a yeshiva dinner. I don't want to say, we are not far from where the good Rabbi Olin is right now. Yeshiva dinner. 
And they say, can we talk to you for a minute? In private? I said, yeah. They take me to a corner. I say, Rabbi, do you remember us? I said, yes. Do you remember we came to speak to them before we got married? I said, yes. Do you remember what we came to speak about? I said, yes. He reaches into his pocket, pulls out his wallet, shows me a picture of five delicious children. He says as follows. When we left your house, got to the car, my wife, then my collar, burst into uncontrollable sobbing. I only saw the first little tear. She just couldn't, emotion, she just couldn't handle it. But the crazy guys agreed to do what I said. No. We're here to thank you. Because of you, we have five delicious children. If we would have started stalling and hitting and hand, it wouldn't happen. And we ask you one more favor. Tell our story to everybody. Tell our story to all these young people in their young 20s. They, they have no perspective. They have a perspective of 10 years later, you'll see it's the biggest bracha in the world. So I'm Yosef, I'm telling all you on the screen, and all those who are going to watch the Zoom later on, this is the story. Okay, with this, I conclude the main part of the Shia, and now I talk about the methods of birth control. Can I uh, ask a question? Question? Sure. Yeah, but, um, would, you, uh, would you say the same thing about postponing marriage? Um, and would you also say, like, you shouldn't postpone a marriage for personal reasons because you should try to have kids as quickly as possible, or is, like, birth control something different? I, I, let me tell you what I think. I don't like postponing marriage, but if it's a choice of postponing marriage or postponing having children after you're married, I have to opt for the first one. Oh, it'll be Huri Aveira and all this kind of stuff. I can't give away the store because people are going to have more. I just can't do it. I, I, it's, 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 uh, my Rebbe said in a different case, halacha cannot be controlled by blackmail. Rebbe, if you don't, allow us to spread the show, we're not going to get married for another year. Sorry, I can't help you. I'll be Aveira. I can't, I can't help you. Otherwise, why, 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 uh, on, on your side, why is not using birth control uh, a more like, egregious form of being without the and just not getting married? You're without the be a dying by having beer with a woman and seeing to it that she's not capable of having children. It's like marrying a katana. Why is marrying a katana? What do you mean? What? What's wrong? She, she, he's in love with her. Okay, so wait till she becomes a gadol and then marry her. No? What can I tell you? That's what I think. Anyway, let me go. Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. More questions? Let me go to the methods in the remaining time. Methods. So, the most common method that's used now is the birth control pill. That is, has no halachic problems from the perspective of, of how should we say it, Averis. There's no sin of commission with pills. It's only a sin of Omission. Omission, you're not going to have children when you're on the birth control pill. We spoke about that. In my view, it's a serious problem before they have a child. After they have one child, I think it's permissible, no problem. The problem with the pill is that it stains. Hermosha is in his original truth about it. Stains. Need the problems. And now there are different kinds of pills. Some have, some, some women do stain, some don't stain. If there's no staining, head the gum. No Easter of commission. Now there's a more sophisticated, a few more sophisticated versions of this hormonal kind of birth control. Either what they call a shot, you give you a shot, you know, in the arm, 
and it can make it's the equivalent of a pill for uh, three months, a year, whatever it happens to be. And now there's something called a, a hormonal or Mirena IUD, intrauterine device, very, very popular nowadays, very popular. Here too, the only problem is staining. I know a woman, at least more than one, who calls me. She has a Mirena IUD. For five years, she saw zero. Sure. Wonderful. Five years, nothing. Zero. That's what they advertise. It takes away the klala of Chava Imenu, one of the clothes in Erevim, of having done neither. We get close to the Mashiach, the Vilna Gaon says the clothes are gradually lifting. is lifting somewhat. And this is, this is also lifted somewhat, this pill. So if there's no bleeding at all, fine. Often it's bleeding at the beginning, so you be patient. Not for our discussion today, but there's something called a tipachot shit. Some women, they see a drop of blood every month. When they used to see a whole bunch of blood, they see one drop. In my opinion, that makes her a needed arisa. That's a new form of hargosha, rea uh, kedarka. But I guess it's not for now. The old IUDs, which were non-hormonal, made from copper sometimes, also permissible in my view. The downside is heavy bleeding. Of course it's heavy bleeding. Spermicides are also permissible in my view. Only problem is they're not fully effective. Say they're 85% effective. That doesn't work for those who have to avoid having children. We mentioned before a diaphragm has an issue with keeper, which I think a diaphragm is the same as a keeper. Why? Because even though the husband Zera will end up on the diaphragm and will not go into the uterus, but it doesn't matter. The husband is multi Zera into the vaginal canal, and then it floats, swims, it swims upstream. So either it swims upstream and bangs into a wall, the vaginal wall, or it bangs into some other thing, whatever, or it bangs into a diaphragm. Mainafkamina. It's not matul eitzel In the olden days, it was mishamshes b'moch. That's the classical sugi we didn't have a chance to talk about. Shalosh nashim mishamshes b'moch. Moch was cotton. They'd fill the whole vaginal area with cotton, and the man would have beer with his wife. He would fill the cotton with his aver. That's eitzel vavonim. There's a whole literature about permitting moch if the woman's life is in danger. They're arguing about three people that's really not much of a danger. Shomab, Soham, Hashem. It's a real danger. Then it's a serious problem. Most posts say it's mutter anyway because it'd be kuach nefesh. Ramosh explains why. I abstain. Ramosh writes, the maximum you can do is not levatolo. So she's going to die if you have beer normally. You can't make her die. So you're allowed to use moch. Not required to get divorced. But as I said to you before, in my opinion, a diaphragm is much less than moch. But even if it would be moch, if you look carefully in the Ritva, in Mesech the Yavam, it's to get a clear impression. Look at the footnotes, the beautiful footnotes, Rabbi Yafin's footnotes on the, on the Ritva and Yavam, it's the Adachid Beis, very extensive and very beautiful footnotes. Get an impression from the Ritva that the problem is, is not so much Eitzim and Avon improper, but rather the fact that you're not having children. And therefore he says that there's a greater issue on the woman when she destroys the zera by putting in mochliach atashmish than the man. So clearly he's not working with an assumption of aleitzim balavonim. That only applies to the man, not to the woman at all. So 
So according to the Ritva, something remarkable ensues. If there's an error of omission, and you're using a diaphragm or moch, it becomes an error of commission as well. But if there is no error of omission, for example, she's a katana. That's the case in the Gemara. She's a katana. She cannot have any children. But you're afraid one of the millions of a child shall die. You're allowed to use moch. Well, the Achronim asks, what do you mean? It's the Mavonim. So the Ritva holds the Eitzim Mavonim problem is not a problem. The problem is, is, is your, your, the Moch is, 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 is precluding having a child when you're required to have a child. You're not required. You can't, you can't, you can't have a child. Or in Shisakon, you cannot have a child. So in that case, Moch would be Mutter. That's how the Ritva understands it. And the Marashala is along with that basic episode. And he allows Moch, any woman, as long as She's allowed to perform uh, with omission, with birth control pills. She's allowed to have a diaphragm, even if the diaphragm is moch. And in my opinion, it's not moch. So that's why diaphragm is permissible. It's a little out of style these days. You can still get fitted for a diaphragm. You can even go to a drugstore and buy a sponge, which is a uh, disposable diaphragm. All these methods are, are permissible. What's not permissible is a condom, which is, of course, recommended in many cases these days. Very convenient. But that's a shayla, a serious shayla about Tzorazer Levatol. Very difficult to be matter a condom uh, under any circumstances. And maybe certain extreme cases, certain Rabbanu Mimekel, Pekuach Nefesh, or the like. But uh, short of that, a condom is really a very serious problem. And any other method should be, avoid, should be used just to avoid a condom method. I think I've discussed all the methods that I can think of. Anyone have another? Rabbi Wollin, leave out any of the other methods? I don't think so. Okay, so yeah, question, Tovia. Yeah, and what about like uh, there are also uh, uh, temporary they can like go in and make a woman infertile for a short period of time. Um, forget the name where they actually like they stop the ovaries from being able to deliver eggs. It's like a certain like I don't, I don't I don't know what that is. That seems to be the equivalent of a shot, which is the, you know, the three-month birth control shot. It's the same thing if they do it on top, do it on bottom. Whatever they do, it's still okay. Yes, Noam. Uh, per- perhaps I misunderstood this, but uh, would you be able to argue at all that maybe a woman is not like a katana if she's using spermicide? If it only reduces the, the, the chance of it happening? Or <laughs> That's very good. I like that, Svara. But of course, you understand very well that's not going to make her happy because if there's a 15% chance she's going to have a baby, so then... Uh... I mean, if, if it's psychologically, <clears throat> if a woman, I don't know, is dealing like whatever, maybe like, I don't know, could help uh, psychologically. Yeah, just, I, I, just I must her. confess, the very creative Svara will make her feel better, but it's not us because she can have a child potentially. Got to think about it. Not bad. Very creative. Very good. Very good. Okay. Well, maybe I'll pull it out in a pinch. Thank you, Noah. Okay. Any more questions before I give you my finale? Any more questions? So let me give you my finale. It says in the Torah, Pruravu, twice. Twice. Rashi, Rashi's Peraktes, Posek Zion. One, a bracha, and one, a mitzvah, as Rashi explains. I pray that by fulfilling the mitzvah of pru uruvu kiel chasa, 
will be Zohar to the Bracha, which we're going to read in a number of weeks in Parshas Ekev. Vahevcha uveirachacha tehirbecha uveirach pre-vitnecha lo yebecha okav akara amen v'amen. Thank you so much for listening, and I thank Rabbi Orlin for arranging it. And I thank the fellow who got me the uh, hot spot, which enabled us to be having this without interruptions. Have a good Shabbos, everyone, and wonderful summer. Thank you, Rabbi. Chavez, Chavez, thank you so much. Chavez, thank you. I give a number of mo